Terpstra, and this is Systematic on 5x5. Bandwidth for June has been provided by Cashfly, the fastest, most reliable CDN in the business. Cashfly delivers all of our content here at 5x5, and they really are the best. Check them out at cashfly.com, C-A-C-H-E, fly, and let them know you heard about them on 5x5. My guests, plural, this week, uh, will be plural, but... We have Dave Hamilton and Moises Chuyan in the studio, except for Moises isn't here. He's going to be late. Yeah, We're, but I'm here. You are. So, so I really should have just introduced you and said, maybe Moises. Maybe Moises, like a vowel. <laughs> Sometimes Moises. <laughs> yes. Um, so we'll just talk about Dave Hamilton for now. I know that guy. You are, you are the, uh, the, the man behind Mac Observer. I co-founded it, and you you are a man behind Mac Observer, and uh, and you do the Mac Geek Geek Gab podcast. Try saying that ten times fast I for just, nine years. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm sure you're good at it by now, though. Mac right? Geek Gab. Yeah, you learn yeah. how to say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you're also uh, a drummer, and uh, right. I assume you have multiple projects. But I've seen you play with the uh, the the Mac Superstar, the Mac uh, World All Star Band, the All Star Band. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. I want to talk about drummers first. Sweet. I have known a lot of drummers and you remind me of almost all of them. There seems to be a very common thread in people who become not like, you know, you play snare in band in high school. That's one thing. Uh, those are people that were lazy, just wanted to be in the band really. Sure. Right. Um, I don't, not all of them, but in my school, that was generally, you become huh. a, a drummer and it was not that way in my high school. No, no. And I'm not talking about the cool, like, Marching band, do, 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 do. those guys were good. Well, He's and, talking about the guy that hits the one beat every. Yeah, mm. well, and in our school, marching band was a, a, a requirement. So if you wanted to play in any of the other musical outlets, you played in marching band. So it, it took a lot of time, big commitment, and then therefore the only people that played were serious players. Ah, so, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I I was in orchestra. Okay, yeah. this is we're already on tangents, but I was in orchestra, and that was like. The rejects, like everyone cool was in band and the band was huge. And there were like 15 of us that were like, we're going to play classical music. And it ended up being like the breakfast club kind of. But you felt superior to them, didn't you? Ah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So that, that's what it was about. It did. Yeah. There was a, a built in superiority. Right. It says, I can't play a brass instrument though. And I wish I could. Well, you know. So anyway, we've got, we've got this personality type. People who become serious drummers, really good ones, have this like kind of buoyant, ADD, um, high energy level personality. In my experience, have do you know a lot of drummers? I, yeah, I do. I've I've run into quite a few in my uh, in my time. I don't often play with drummers because I'm a drummer, right? But, right. But you know, we we tend to bond together because we have similar gear interests, and so we can, you know, it's like Mac guys, right? You get together and you can like geek out over gear. Do you do you bond? Or yes. Do you, you get along like instantly with other drummers? Usually. Uh, yeah, I mean, in yeah. general. Right. I mean, some people are just jerks anyway. But in general, yeah, no, there's because there's always something I mean, there invariably at times there's, uh, you know, a, a competition level to mm -hmm. it. But that's not really a huge thing. Yeah. From the, from the drummers I've known and played with, uh, there's really uh, there there's a there's a drive to compete, but not like um, not the way like lead guitarists right. uh, have that oh. uh, kind of e ego 
tend to have that kind of ego? So as a drummer, um, and, and I think this is fairly universal amongst uh, seasoned and, and uh, accomp- semi-accomplished drummers. I don't want to put myself on too high of a pedestal. But you kind of, especially playing in a rock band or even like a jazz band, any, any sort of chamber uh, arrangement where you are, you know, the only one playing your instrument, right? Uh, you as the drummer, even though everybody says – it's up to the whole band to keep time and, you know, and that's true. And I would love to, to foster that, that uh, meme as much as we all can. But the reality is the drummer controls the groove. Right. Um, right? Everyone, everyone keeps time based on you. Correct. But you, so therefore you have this sort of that superiority thing. Uh, it, 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 it's almost handed to you as the drummer, right? Because you think you're back there and you're playing and you're thinking, all right, well, this jerk's going to speed up at that point And, you know, this guy's going to sing his harmony late and out of tune. And, and so you're, you're sort of, even if you're not leading the band, you, you sort of have this view like a quarterback has of everything that's happening. And you sort of realize in, in my own mind, I feel like, yeah, I see way more of what's going on here than the other guys. Well, on the stage and, and you do, but right. that's, that's all. Nobody generally gives the drummer that kind of credit. Sure. You, you're not the band lead singer who sure. really doesn't, it in the end doesn't do all that much. They're the ones with the biggest head. Well, somebody has to be in in that, in in the lead singer paradigm, you know, in a band with that. You, somebody needs to be the one interfacing with the crowd and and keeping the energy level going and all that stuff. So, so I mean, everybody serves a role. I, absolutely. Yeah. I just mean, as far as like, if you had to pick a core member of the band that the band just wouldn't function without. Yep. I would say drummer. It's the drummer. Bands only as good as their drummer. Yet they don't get the credit they deserve. What do you call a drummer without a girlfriend? Uh, homeless. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know all of them, don't you? I do. My favorite is, uh, you know how you keep the uh, drum level, how you know if the drum riser is level? The drill comes out of both sides. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I cheated. I know. It's good. <laughs> I should have let you, I should have no, let you deliver that. It's good. That's good. We could do a whole episode on drummer and bassist jokes. Yeah, there was that. So there's, there are two really interesting articles, though, in the last, just to turn this into a geek thing. Uh, over the last couple of years, the most recent one was talking about how drummers and, and really anyone, it, how rhythm makes us smarter. Even in the moment of being exposed to rhythm, we, our brains tend to sync up. And, and we actually can outperform. And it's why uh, sometimes people doing tests, uh, you know, do better with there's music on. Now it can't be distracting. It, you know, mm-hmm. it has to be the right music. But, but there was, it was basically a thing saying drummers are actually uh, think different and, and are in many ways smarter than, than the rest of the people on stage. But don't worry, if you're playing with a drummer, you get all those benefits too, <laughs> yeah, right which on. was interesting. It, you know, it's like, oh, okay. So Something we've known for a long time. Does that lend credit to the binaural beats thing? Like, I mean, if, 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 if the rhythm affects thinking patterns that much, it it makes sense that, that, that kind of pulsing. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, I, go ahead. I didn't have rhythm. I had to, I kind of force rhythm Yeah. and I learned how to, you know, tap my foot to the snare and, and time my eighth notes so that I came out at the next, you know, first beat. Sure. And it was very difficult for me to this day. I still... I'm learning rhythm. Yeah, it it was not an automatic thing for me either. In fact, I remember I was playing drums in middle school, uh, sort of poorly, I'm sure. And I took my first drum lesson 
outside of the school, maybe six months to a year into having played. So I'd played concerts at the school and done all kinds of things. And I sit down with my drum teacher, my new drum teacher, who I respected. He was an old family friend. And uh, we, he says, okay. And he puts whole notes up on the, on the thing. And I'm like, oh dude, good news. I already know how to do whole notes. <laughs> you know, we can, we can go ahead and move on. And he says, okay, that's great. I'm just going to turn on the click. And that was a very humbling moment. Sure. I remember to this day. Yeah. And so, yeah, but yeah, learning how to count and then learning how to do it and keep in time is yet another layer. And but it's good when you play viola and everything is whole notes and half notes and you don't have a drum section generally. Sure. You're listening to the violins and watching the conductors baton. And if you don't have any rhythm, I, I would oh, do much better yeah. if there's a big timpani. Like, sure. Driving. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the other article that was interesting was about two years ago, um, came out in the New York times, but somebody had followed, uh, Clem Burke around the drummer for Blondie among okay, many yeah. others. Right. Oh, he's back now. Blondie's touring right now. Are they? Yeah. It's, <sighs> it's pretty awesome. good too. But anyway. So. Yeah. No. So they followed him on a tour just not that long ago, three to five years ago. And, uh, counted his caloric uh, expenditure during a, a gig and they found, and this was kind of, then they sort of surveyed other drummers too, to see if Clem was, you know, like off the charts in one direction or another. And uh, it turns out it, it's pretty normal playing the drums for a, a rock band. You burn between six and 800 calories per hour. Wow. Yeah. And now do, do Which you Which is think- pretty good. Yeah. Considering all the beer we drink back there on stage, right? <laughs> you know, you, you might come out of the, the evening neutral calorie-wise. Sure. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it's not bad. I no. used to drink whiskey when I was a bass player. And uh, I think I actually gained weight playing bass. Yeah. Well, I was, yeah. I was a pretty lazy bass not, player. Well, I wasn't jumping around calories, the stage. Right? Yeah. I was For a punk rock bass player, I was pretty boring. But, um, what? hey, Noel, what are we at for time? No, I mean, how long have we been recording? Oh, 10 minutes 10 and 25 30. seconds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 10 th- Oh. Or, like- it's both. <laughs> it's, it's both, Brett. That's awesome. It's 10.30 and it's 10.30. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take our first sponsor break, and then we're just going to we're gonna fake this conversation because um, we didn't really prep. But One of us didn't prep. I prepped. You did, huh? <laughs> I don't know. No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we'll talk a little bit about WWDC. That's that superiority next. drummer thing coming out. I apologize. No, but you're doing it with a smile, which is also that high energy, good attitude drummer thing. See, too. there you go. Um, all right. So, our first sponsor today is Drumroll. No. There's a drum over there if you want me to deliver. <laughs> I mean, this is not difficult. <laughs> uh, Squarespace. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code 5 by 5 Squarespace constantly updates their platform with new features, new designs, and more support. They have beautiful templates for you to start with and tons of style options for you to adjust so you can really create your own space online. Everything is drag and drop, so it's easy to add content from your desktop and even arrange elements uh, of content within a page. Squarespace makes your site automatically look great on any device because every Squarespace site has its own unique mobile design. You can easily connect Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, Google, and many more web and social services. Squarespace also has e-commerce on their platform, so if you want to set up shop and sell things, you can in just a few minutes. 
It's incredibly easy to use, but if you need some help, over 70 Squarespace employees are on the customer care team. It's located in New York City and Dublin, and they're available 24-7 for live chat and email support. Like I said earlier, you can try Squarespace for free, no credit card required, and if you decide to purchase, plans start at just $8 a month, including a new domain, I'm sorry, including a domain name if you sign up for a year. Make sure to get 10% off and support the show by using the offer code 5 by 5 And thank you to Squarespace for supporting 5 by 5 and Systematic. That was not one of my best sponsor reads, and Squarespace deserves better. They're good folks over there at Squarespace. Really I love are. those guys. Yeah. yeah. No, they do a great job. They, I, uh, I, yeah. they sponsor us at Mac Geek Out, too, and it's a, yeah. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're huge in, po- in the podcast world. Well, they're smart because they know that people listen and – and how how else are you going to learn about a sponsor? Um, how how better could you learn about a sponsor than by having someone that you trust tell you about them? Yeah, I I I, I have to say I think that blog posts uh, on well read blogs that are that are written from the the standpoint of the blogger. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. First have, person have a lot of uh, they get a lot of good traffic. But I haven't seen the metrics uh, to compare like podcast advertising versus blog. And I would be interested. I've seen them uh, because we'd sell a lot of that at Backbeat Media. You know, um, podcasts. Well, if you're voting with dollars, podcasts do better per thousand audience members. How else would you vote? Well, oh, I mean, eyeballs or you could look at conversions and all of that, but, but really the nice thing is dollars sort of take all of that into account. Right. Uh, so yeah. yeah, dollars per thousand podcasts beat it. Damn it. Yeah. I'm trying to get sponsors from my blog. Oh, well, we should talk. Cause I can help you with that. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk. Okay. Great. Um, I do have some great sponsors lined up. That's awesome. And I do, I, I, I provide a pretty good return, but yeah, I should start another podcast just for the blog. That's. Not a bad idea. Actually, I might be starting another podcast this week. Sounds like it. I mean, the way you're talking. Yeah. No, I don't know what you mean. Um, <laughs> so, so how has WWDC been for you so far? Uh, more from a, a social perspective, because everyone else is going to talk about Swift and and Yosemite and all that stuff. Sure. Which is fun. We can get into it. But, yeah. But uh, are you? You're not attending the conference at all. Oh, you are. I am. Yeah. Well, How not right you, now because I'm recording with you. So right. you're costing me money. Oh, I'm so sorry. Cost. I appreciate your time. <laughs> My pleasure. Um, what? Well, what? Uh, uh, that that threw me for a loop because I never get tickets. Yeah. And I've never been inside W. I've been at WWDC for six years, every and, year. And you've never gone in the. Moscone I've never form. been into the sessions, but now they stream the sessions afterwards, so right. I can pretend I was. Yeah. But anyway. So, so most of your time here is actually being spent learning stuff. Attempting to learn stuff. Yeah. Mm, my time's being spent being social, which I, I'm horrible at, but. Yeah, I, I do this. I mean, right. That, that's the thing is sessions during the day and then evenings is being social. And, but the sessions get social too, because a lot of people are in there. And so you wind up talking to folks. It's, it's a great way actually to kind of foster your relationships with Apple engineers and, and that sort of thing. Um, I imagine it would be. Yeah. Yeah, but so, but also just other programmers and attendees. And there's really stuff. not a lot of other ways to foster a relationship with Apple engineers unless they reach out to you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you know, it, for any developers listening, if you – one of the coolest things that WWDC has is the labs. 
And I, I am not nearly enough of a developer to take advantage of it. I have gone to WWDC for like, eight, let's say, eight years. I've gone into the labs once and was totally blown away by the experience, though. We had a problem that I had had for probably six years prior to this, and I thought, well, I'll go into the lab and ask, right? It was a thing with – it was a Safari bug that it impacted just the back-end thing that we were doing, but it was not our fault. It was definitely a Safari bug, and I knew it, but it didn't matter. We just worked around it. But I had 10 minutes, so I'm like, well, fine, I'll go on. And uh, so I explained the bug to this guy, and he gets all excited, and he's like, oh, oh, that's Ed's bug. And so he brings <laughs> Ed over, right? And so now there's like six Safari engineers piled on top of me and and this one computer that they wouldn't really usually let me touch. And they're on the fly right in front of me recompiling Safari because they were so happy to have a consistent test case mm-hmm. that caused this bug, right? Which yeah. any good programmer is Absolutely. like, you're stoked about that. Yeah. And so we probably spent a half hour and, and they fixed it. And then it was like, okay, well, when's it coming out? And they're like, well, <laughs> that is you know, always the question. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it eventually made it through. So but Safari it, updates cool. have been horribly slow. Yeah. Like WebKit has fixed bugs sure. a year before yes. Safari releases. Them. Yeah. But, because, and it, they actually explained all of that to me that day about how they, you know, the change logs for OS updates needed to, this was, I think it was before they would, were regularly pushing Safari updates out of sync with OS updates. Yeah. Right. You know, so it was like, well, it's going to be in the next release of whatever it was, 10 dot X dot, you know, three, whatever. But I think the change log for three has been frozen. We might try to, you know, get this in, but cause we're really excited about it, but they were excited then, but yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. 10 minutes later, maybe not so much. Well, my contact with Apple developers has always been, that they're really excited about their project and they, and they, they seem like everyone gets to work on, you know, a limited scope of, which is good. You know, like to be able to focus and focus too. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if, if you had to work on Safari and GarageBand, yeah, it would be a mess, which is the way Microsoft always worked too. And in windows, it actually seemed to become detrimental because there was no communication between the pods and the company. Right. I don't, I don't know what the situation is at Apple, but it seems to work out. It, it's working for them. I really, I like it. Uh, so a few times Apple developers have reached out to me with questions or, or offering assistance. I've never taken advantage of my, uh, my free support with my de- uh, developer package. I should, because they are extremely helpful. They are helpful. I got to put a plug in for, uh, or at least say thank you to Daniel Jalcut. Um, he's, he's former Apple employee. Now he's doing, he's podcasting and, and does uh, red sweater software. And he has been extremely nice about answering stupid questions from me. I, I'm, I'm blown away. I would do the same if I had his knowledge and someone contacted me, I would do the same myself, but I don't expect it of other people. And he has been just uber patient. It's been amazing. He's a good guy. He is a really good guy. So there, shout out to Daniel. I already, I already like flattered him on Twitter. This is, I might've gone too far. He might be embarrassed now. I noticed that, uh, at, at, uh, he, he, he avoided you like the plague at is the party here? last night. He, he, uh, yeah, I saw him on Monday. I didn't see him last night. I, I would have, avo- I would have avoided me too. Yeah. Cause now he knows what a bad programmer I am. Uh. And it's, it's okay, shameful. He, he knows I'm a bad programmer too. He still hangs out with me. <laughs> All right. Um, so the parties. Yeah. Uh, how, how, let's, I've only been to smile and beard and I didn't, I didn't stay very long at the beard party, 
but it was pretty cool. It was cooler than I expected it to be in that larger space. It was that space that worked out well. Space. Yeah, yeah, it was a little overlit most of the time. Yeah, but other than that, it was perfect. Yeah, so yeah. mood lighting would have really helped the ambiance there. Yeah. I saw Jim play some uh, some ACDC, some some Guns N' Roses covers of Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah, and a Guns N' Roses song later. Really, I missed Street it. Child. Yeah. Oh, that I would have liked to it see. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, who sang on that one? I don't think it was Moises, right? Moises sang on He did on those first ACDC two. Yeah, he right? did. Yeah. Highway to Hell and Knocking on Heaven's knocking, Door. Yeah. I but, forget who sang the, the Sweet Child. It was good, though. Did you see, um, who, was it Fergie that did Sweet Child with Slash, like non-Guns N' Roses? It was a uh, separate no. performance. It was, it was really good. I bet it was. I wow. think it was Fergie, because I remember her saying that she grew up, you know, listening to Guns N' Roses. And was in love with Slash, and here she was on stage with Slash, and it was, yeah, it was really good. Hero moment. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, we should watch it right now. No. We we'll watch it later. Yeah. No, you have to have the visuals, because um, right. right. she does the axle dance and everything. The little, oh, the yeah, the little the, kinda, the slithery kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, What's your, uh, what, anything happen Monday night? Yeah, I went to the next event thing, which is a small gathering at the Cartoon Art Museum. Okay. They do it every year. It's actually a fundraiser for the Cartoon Art Museum, and but it, and, which is great because I think they probably get half of their funds for the year raised at this thing, which is nice. awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. But uh, Michael Johnson of Twitter, uh, sorry, of Pixar. Why did I say Twitter? I don't know. But okay, he doesn't. He's never worked at Twitter. He's only <laughs> ever worked at. Is Pixar. he on Twitter though? Sure, he is as Doctor Wave. Oh, oh hey, Moises is here. So I'm, I'm going to go get him. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Michael Johnson uh, of Pixar and only Pixar. Yes. Well, and also the MIT Media Lab and all that years and years ago. But he um, he's on the board of the Cartoon Art Museum. So, and, and of course, you know, he's been involved with Next for years and years and years. So... Uh, using their hardware. So he has a lot of contacts and, and, and it's a cool event. Will Shipley spoke nice. last year. Andrew Stone spoke a little bit, you know, um, uh, uh, James Dempsey and the Breakpoints always plays. Oh, so it's a cool event. Is it invite only? Cheap. No, no. It's well, you invite yourself with your $200 ticket. $200 ticket. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's wow. cool. And it, you know, maybe a hundred people and, um, and it happens every year. Cause I would try yeah. to go to that next yep. year. That sounds really should. cool. We sponsor it with TMO. We've done that the last couple of years. Nice. It's, and like I said, it's a good thing. You're raising money for the cartoon art museums. Yeah. And it's a cool space. What all does anyway. the cartoon art museum do? I mean, I know that cartoon art. Yeah. Yeah. On it's, the a, walls. it's a gallery. It's a gallery. And teenage mutant Ninja turtles uh, are on the wall now. That's yeah. One of, that's one of the big ones there right now. Like originals or, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, it's cool stuff. That's the thing is you're talking to all these people and you're like, wait a minute. The walls actually are, <laughs> might be more interesting than either of us combined, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, oh, Smile was fun. Did you go to Smile? No, I um, I actually didn't get an invite for Smile. I think I, I somehow fell off of their list. Oh, you should is, get back on it. I know. Because it's like this small it, it was over at Lulu, right? Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, yeah. the WW the Dub Dub one is always over at Lulu Biz. Yep, and it is, it's intimate, and it's never like overly loud. You can have, and it's open bar, right? And you, you, all the developers that I want to catch up with are always there. So it's a great like, 
I don't know. Like, no, I, I love it's been my my favorite party every one of my favorite parties, perhaps my favorite uh, at every WWDC mm-hmm. prior. And it's kind of I mean, not the party itself, but the reason I come to this event at all is to hang out with the developers and to talk to the people who make my favorite apps. Hold very still for one second. I'm going to finish a thought. It's to hang out with the developers that make my favorite apps and just getting together and, and actually talking to them and hanging out is always really fun. So uh, we are our second guest, our other guest who is not a drummer just showed up. Do you know for sure he's not another? He's not a drummer. Are you a drummer? I'm not very good. Hi, Moises. I feel like I should say, "Hey, Jerry." Um, <laughs> After bursting in. What? So, how how are you? How is uh, how is Dub Dub going for you? Way busier than expected. How did you not expect it to be busy? Uh, well, I didn't expect it to be as productive. I guess busy and productive. Okay. I know your, uh, your Mac world was very productive. You came here yes. for like 12 hours and <laughs> saw everybody. Yeah, I was, I was here for, for about two days and then I split the other part of the weekend in Seattle at Emerald city comic con because I, I have business at comic conventions. Do you go to comic conventions, Dave? I don't. Me either. They sound cool though. But if I had business there, maybe. Yeah. I mean, de- depending on your interests, there is or is not a whole lot for you at, uh, at the average comic convention. Right. Um, but you know, doing a show about that kind of stuff, I uh, I bank a lot of content and get uh, and get far ahead of a lot of things. So there, tell us what you're doing shows about right now. Oh, too many things, um, and not really enough in terms of uh, consistency of late. Moving uh, actually is something that came onto my radar as I was going to hop on my plane coming back from Seattle, coming back from MacWorld and Emerald City Comic Con. Wife calls and says, "Hey, so by the way, the landlord says we need to be out in 42 days." Uh, and I said, Oh, uh, does he not like us? And she said, no, no, he just finally decided to do the 20 years of renovations that we've been complaining about, but he can't have a tenant in the house for about six months doing all of the stuff to modernize the house. Rent had been artificially low cause he's, you know, he just liked us, liked somebody being in the house. And, uh, when we were looking at our options for, uh, for renting again in the same area, which is right next to the Apple campus in Austin, we found out that houses that used to go for $120,000 are going for a quarter million dollars, a third of a million dollars, creeping in toward $400,000. And these are 30-year-old houses yeah. that uh, – Do they not realize they're in Texas? Man. No. Austin is that way. Austin, I know it is. It's, yeah. it's crazy. The, the big struggle was it was from that point until about two weeks ago half of that time was the full-time job of finding a place in a real estate market where when something hits the market, it disappears almost immediately and everything goes for list. Nothing goes for under list and people are writing handwritten personal letters begging people to, you know, let me be the one that buys your house. You know, please give me the uh, floral arrangement or whatever it is they do on the bachelor. I would, I would move. I we did. We, we, we moved to, uh, an area that is, gives my wife a three or four minute commute to her job at the Samsung Semiconductor plant. And just so happened that the house that was basically perfect in a reasonable price range relative to what we could get is also in one of the few parts of Austin that's served by the new fiber infrastructure. Oh, so nice. Damn. At my house, I get 350 up and down. What? Holy crap. 
my computers can barely keep up with that. How how much do you pay for your access? Seventy bucks a month. Oh, uh, that hurts. Seventy what, bucks a month naked and no TV. This is this isn't downtown. This is this is a bit off downtown, but it's roughly the same drive to downtown from where I was previously. No kidding. I lived in Austin for about six yeah, years. Yeah, so. Harris Branch area. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, over near the Samsung plant. Yep, right. 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 AKA the international trade zone within an American city. I have to say, I've decided that sixty megabits right now. With with the technologies that I'm using at home, 60 megabits is my like feels perfect. obscenely fast. It's fine. Like anything over that, it's just it's it's my, my machines cable. don't know what to do with 350. Yeah, no, I honestly like 11 seems to do fine. My Apple yeah. TV never stutters at 11, yeah. and and 30 when I'm uploading, you know, a, a couple gigabytes or I mean a terabyte of backup data, 60 is fast enough to because there's so many bottlenecks between yeah. me and my server anyway. But yeah, that's, oh, that's cool. But yeah, that the the awesome. AT&T guys said, yeah, by the end of the summer, you're going to get a gigabit up and down. And I said, I, I honestly don't know if any of my equipment is going to use all of that. Well, m- very few routers actually are gigabit all the way through the, the pipeline. I got one of the one I did all of the extensive Terpstrand research. I don't do research. Uh, that's, that's the point is I didn't do research. I just, <laughs> I just read a couple of reviews by people that said, this is the one that won't jerk you around and isn't going to waste your time and is a reasonable price. Yeah. I got that really nice Linksys one. Did you get the oh, new Linksys oh one? God, sorry. The, you said Linksys. It hurt. No, that, it that, hurt. that, that new oh, one looks I good, though. Like, hold on. You could say Cisco if you want to scare people away. Yeah, it's not Cisco. It's, I've got a separate uh, gigabit switch. It's the WRT 1900 AC. Yep. It's a monster, but I I replaced my Apple, my Airport Extreme tower. Everybody's yeah. replacing that piece of garbage. Actually, Shit. I really, I really liked it as a router. Uh, I hadn't had any problems, but I got this as a review unit, this Linksys. Yeah, and so I, I wanted to give it a, a trial run, and it, it is better. Oh, it's well. Not only are they, be- I mean, and, and this is true of the Linksys, the Aces, the Buffalo, right? They, they're, I mean, I say high end. They're actually less expensive than the Apple router. Yeah. Right. You, you yeah. know, they're but in that 200, box that, that looks like it's a, it's an elaborate native American trap from an Indiana Jones movie. Well, and you get the more Apple features, yeah. that, you know, you get more features out of it. You can do more with the router. Not that the Apple one is technically See, less capable. The Apple one works so well with server though. Yeah, like, absolutely. It's absolutely. just like opening ports is a matter of just clicking a plus button yep. saying, and it, I want my web open, but I had just bought, the um, base config, highest base config Mac mini that I was going to start using as, you know, the Skype in machine yeah, and run and that kind of thing. And I just didn't open it at the old house because I was like, I'm never, I'm not going to have time to mess with this thing yet. That's funny. And so I, I get, I didn't to, open mine for a year. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the thing is I was thinking, man, I should try to return this for store credit on Sunday before, before Monday. Cause they, the, there's no way they're going to mention in the keynote, but if they refresh stuff on the store, it'll be Monday. And <laughs> they didn't. And now I don't have to go and say, Hey, please accept a two month old return. Right. And, and give me store credit. But yeah, I, I didn't even take it out because I was, I was thinking, man, I want to be able to do it right. And I want to set up my, my yep. Netgear gigabit switch the way that I want it and probably throw my, my airport extreme at the wall because for some reason it doesn't get the kind of range it's supposed to. And I don't want to use the, the uh, piece of garbage airport express puck to extend that network because it only ever limits. I the tried range. to do that too. It, it only ever limits. Work. Well, they, 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 put in, they put in cat six drops. So I've got a drop that uh, goes to my TV at man. the back side of the house. And I was thinking, well, I could configure it so that it pulls off of the gigabit and 
and and doesn't uh, and doesn't doesn't bridge the networks and and reduce the range, but it'd probably still work like garbage. I well, would, it'll work better though if you're yeah. using the, an Ethernet bridge as opposed to trying to do Wi-Fi expansion. I have one extension. more question before we get out this part that's so boring. I'm probably going to edit it out. Okay. No, it um, should probably stay in. Because man, no, Shh, nobody likes Dave, nobody likes router talk more have, than anything. Have else. you have you used the configuration, the new smart Wi-Fi configuration on the Linksys? No, I haven't tested the Linksys. What, is, yet. what does that do? It's well, first, it makes it really easy to get to your config page from internal, like LAN or WAN. Yeah. Um, but it, it has this get a t- like that's literally what I want. It has these options for like media prioritization, so you can say this machine gets if it's if it's streaming from this source. This machine gets priority yeah. over so others. You're saying I can flip a switch so that my wife can't stream like super high quality YouTube all the time while I'm on the air. Right. Yeah. Right. You could that prioritize Skype Q- over. QoS. Yeah. yeah. Buffalo stuff does that too. I mean, it's it, it, like I said, Apple's routers could do it. They yeah. just don't put the software in to yeah. let us configure well, that. It, yeah. It, it makes it super easy. Yeah. It shows you a network map with names and icons for everything okay, on the gotta, Wi-Fi. I got to get one of these. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Um, send me your referral link. You're going to get a piece of that. Not me. I, yeah, I didn't get a referral link. I should ask Linksys, but how are Belkin and Linksys related? Are they correlated? They're both not Apple. Huh? No, I didn't, didn't one buy the other? It seems like, it seems like I got this Linksys Linksys review unit from a Belkin rep. I want to say Belkin bought Linksys. That would make sense. And wrapped it up under, under their umbrella. But didn't, doesn't Cisco own Linksys? Cisco. Yeah. Anymore. The thong song guy. Sorry. That's <laughs> literally the only time I would ever, ever waste that garbage joke is when I feel like this. Oh no, there it is on March 15th, 2013 Cisco, Cisco completes the sale of its home networking business and leading brand Linksys to Belkin. Belkin. Belkin, the guy from uh perfect strangers. Belkin, the principal from saved by the bell. Wow. This wow, is, that was nice. Yeah, we might have to leave this part in just for those bad references. Because sometimes the setup, yeah. you know, you got to wade through the mud. I think you're thinking <laughs> to, of show to get to, get to Mordor. Long walk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cousin Brett, all right, you're uh, crazy. Uh, hey, did I tell you at all about the the top three picks? Did I remind you? Uh, that we you were you didn't that? remind me, but I should know because it's systematic, and that's what you do on systematic. Do you, do you have three? You can. I've got three. Rattle, I can off. rattle off. Easy. All right. So I'll do a sponsor, and then we'll get to the top three picks. Who's and, the sponsor, Brent? Uh, the sponsor happens to be Hostgator. 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 Uh, it, it's pronounced Hostgator. Hostgator. It's pronounced nuclear. Um, <laughs> Tell me where Captain are the nuclear vessels? They're in Alameda? <laughs> <laughs> the perfect town to make a Star it's, Trek It is the perfect joke, town right? to make so, that joke. No, so Hostgator perfect. offers Linux VPS hosting. I have five minutes. Yeah, All we right. can blaze through We're this. not going to do top three picks this week. We can All blaze right. through them. Well, if we do one, we'll we on. won't discuss them. No, okay. we'll just, we, bang, each bang, bang, yeah, we each get one. So it's anyway, HostGator offers Linux VPS hosting, the perfect bridge between shared hosting and dedicated servers. Their VPS plans are completely customizable to match your specific hosting needs and can easily be upgraded to dedicated servers as your site grows. HostGator has fully managed 24-7, 365 support, along with root access for complete control of your container and weekly off-site backups. They have one-click installers for whichever compatible platform you use, and the servers are scalable, so adding more resources is easy. Visit HostGator.com and use the code DANSENTME for 50% off of all VPS hosting. All right, so 
Are you ready? The speed round. I'm ready. Uh, so we'll go Dave, Moises, me. Okay. All right. You, you, give it a name. Tell us what it is, and then we'll we'll flip. All right. It's po- we're 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 on a podcast here, so I'm thinking other podcasters listen. Auphonic, A U P H O N I C. If you've been using Levelator for years, forget about Levelator. Auphonic is a web based service. You can also get an app for three hundred bucks, four hundred bucks. But um, the the web based service is free. It will convert to multiple formats. It does the levelation for you, converts to multiple formats, and also adds all your metadata and everything. It's absolutely freaking amazing. We've changed from uh, Levelator to uh, that for Mac Geekab. Awesome. Yep. Nicely done. What is this? Uh, mine is something that I've been using for a while and has become completely indispensable over the last few weeks and is the reason that I have audio of me moderating a panel with Stan Lee and Dan Slott to icons in the spider-man world the guy who created him and the guy who's been writing him for yeah. like 10 years yeah. and that's my zoom h4n recorder which is more than just a high-end recorder thing that you can hit record on if you actually teach yourself how to use the xlr inputs if you're somewhere that is using amplified sound and you have a couple of chords you can have radically better audio than the way that most of my stuff has sounded for a while just because i haven't been bothered to figure it out or or get somebody to teach me how to use it it is uh, it's worth the two or three hundred bucks you generally spend on it, and it is it, it is uh, the reason I don't take a mic with me and a computer like I used to when I'm on the go. Awesome. My first pick is Swack at X. Have you seen it? No. Oh yeah. It's a weather. It's yeah. a weather app for for. I th- I don't know if it's on iPhone, but I use it on my Mac. It tells me whether I need to wear a hat or not. Um. So, Dave. Yes. I get to the second one. Yeah. Okay. Um. This is something I learned. It's it's uh it. it WWDC, but it's okay to talk about. You guys lost fans? Did you watch Lost? Oh, yeah. I lo- okay. uh, loved okay. it. Up great. Until, We've never know, watched a single end. episode. Okay, great. So did, is, it, is, the, is the show over yet? Can I yes. watch all of it now? Yes. Okay. This is going to be lost on you, no okay. pun intended. Probably not. Uh, I had everything spoiled for me. Fun talking here. Bonjour Sleep Proxy, right? Do we all know what Bonjour Sleep Proxy does? It's the thing that tells your Apple router or Apple yeah, TV yeah. to offset, to offload your uh, like file sharing when your computer wants to go go to sleep. But your computer has to wake up uh, at a time interval in order to check back in with whatever device that is that's offering that proxy for you. And Bonjour Sleep Proxy wakes up. They had to pick a time, and they picked 108 minutes. Nice. Yes. Awesome. All right. Um, Which was the amount of time that they had to reset this thing on Lost. Otherwise, the island would blow up. That's right. Or they thought the island. No, we we won't get into that. Go ahead. Uh, I have a USB 3 hub made by Anchor that I'm in love with. These people make battery packs. They make all kinds of crap that is just uh, A-N-K-E-R. That is all uh, beyond compare, beyond reproach, and outstanding. Does what it says on the package and, uh, and works the way that it should. Oh, I've seen that one. It's pretty too. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I like what Anchor does and like what Belkin does when it comes to those kinds of breakout. Do you have the, sort of the MacBook looking one? The slick? No, it's it's just like black plastic. Okay, because I I don't have to be fashionable with this stuff. But I I like things that work. You know, after I realized because of the speed that I now have, um, I realized that the Ethernet port and the Thunderbolt display is throttle like crazy, like on a USB bus for yeah. ridiculous reasons. Like now I have to just you know use one of my thunderbolt plugs specifically for the ethernet adapter so i admire companies like anchor that do hubs the right way they do and then they're smart because they mm-hmm. they just automatically figure out how much power to send it goes blip and there it is all right so number two i'm, I'm switching on the fly number two is going to be uh, an app called screen float uh from eternal storm software that lets you 
quickly take screenshots of your screen and then float them above all the other windows so that if you're like, if you're blogging, you look something up on the web and it's got specs and you want to write about them, you just grab it, put it on the, over in the corner and switch your editor and it's it's ready to go. Um, and as a bonus, if you head to my blog, brettterpshire.com, before Sunday, uh, you can uh, enter to get a free copy. We're giving away seven promo codes. Sweet. I say we. That's uh, the royal we. All right, your turn. Uh, this one is, uh, it's called Gift to D. It was actually made by a Mac Geek App listener. It's gifttitty.gadgetcoma.com. Uh, it uses if this, then that to pull in all of your uh, social sharing, your tweets, your Facebook posts, your Pinterest posts, all that stuff, and funnel them into your day one journal so that you're oh. out. Right, right. It seems so obvious once you. That makes me a little bit. I've been working on something like that for a long time. So sorry. Well, but mine's going to be a whole platform. Okay. Center, and I'm going to make a ton of money on it. So. Right. Well, in, in, in the interim, then you can just use this. Yeah. Well, how do you spell it? G-I-F-T-T-T-D-Y is the thing. And it's gifttitty.gadgetcoma.com. I didn't say what you thought I, I said. I heard titty. Man, I love um, gift titty. Just, <laughs> just sometimes that's what hits the spot. I tell you what. We should just have you here to do uh, to do your voices. All right. Go ahead. Um uh, I'm, 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 I'm also going to switch on the fly and I hope I didn't swipe your Scrivener to 20 bucks right now. As we speak, Brett tweeted about this probably like 17 seconds ago. Or yeah, I, but I, I tweeted an affiliate link. You, you tweeted an affiliate link. So people should go to that tweet that <laughs> totally. has an affiliate link in it. Um, Scrivener is how I live when yeah. it comes to composing documents. Yeah. You can't beat Whether it and 20 bucks is or awesome or whatever. Yeah. Good choice. Uh, it's been done like three times now, but it's worth it. Beyond, worth it beyond worth it all right my last pick is uh mindmeister which i'm i'm using more than ever these days it's uh, a web-based mind mapping service interactive uh not interactive uh collaborative you can use it live with multiple people it tracks all your changes has a timeline presentation mode it's amazing so check that out and that's the top three picks this has been episode 99 right on the verge there Thanks for being here, you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks and, for letting me in. Well, it's not my fault you showed up late. Anyway, uh, thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you in a week. <laughs>